Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. trying to push down my coffee uh, I don't know what they're called not filter coffee but push down the top of it on the cafetiere cafetiere yeah but it's a bit French press it's a bit stiff which means I'm not sure no, I don't think it means anything no I think no I think it probably means it's just you've got dense you've probably got um, really finely ground coffee beans mm which means there's less space in between them, which means it takes longer to push down. It's really hard. I'd like, so hard that I don't think my missus would be able to do it. Sexist? No, no, I'm just stronger than her. It's a fact, mate. You could beat her in a fight so easily, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So easily. Might bloody have to now. Oh, see, this is, how, this is how tough it is. And I'm a strong bloke. You are, yeah. I mean, is this recording? Are we recording? This is good content. This is good stuff. No, it's great stuff. It's great and I've been stuff. to the gym this morning. Already? Well, it's mate, 41. I know, but that's life in the real world, mate. I'm not a project manager like you. <laughs> I'd love Assistant to be. to the project manager. Oh, I'd love that to be my job. I'm going to the gym after this. Yeah, well, you just, you spend your time killing days, mate. <laughs> <laughs> life is like one big quarantine for you. <laughs> what can I do today on my own uh, I wish it was boy what are you going to do in the gym uh, well it's Monday isn't it uh, harms is it international chest day I don't know I don't know I, I watched like um, oh, done it are we recording yeah well done I watched like I love Dorian Yates the old Mr Olympia I watch him a lot on Instagram and he's like if you don't go to the gym with a plan, yeah? You don't get results. I went to the gym for results. And I'm like, I don't go there for results. And I don't go with a plan. But I like what you're saying, Dorian. I just don't... You must don't have a little plan in your head. You must like, if you go, if you're doing chest today, you must have a plan tomorrow that you might do shoulders, back or legs. I would do something, whatever I do today, I walk in and see what bits are free. Hmm. And I'll do that. And then I'll, if I go tomorrow, I'll do something different. But at some point every week, I will... Um, lift weights with my legs. Oh, yeah. Or squat or, you know, do my calf rehab and stuff like that. And you're, yeah, because one, you've got good legs and you always have. Um, and second point is that you like wearing shorts in any conditions. Yeah, got them on now. I've got a, I've got a long sleeved hoodie on with the hood up and a beanie on and I'm still wearing shorts. And the third point might be that you struggle to fit into trousers. So you probably don't have as many as. The average person. Oh, I had big Dino, Dean Richards, taking the piss out of me on... Oh, you know um, like, you know, it's bad when someone like that's taking the mickey out of you. Look at you and your skinny jeans. What's this? What's this? You're skinny. I said, they're not skinny. They just fit slight. They're not skinny. They are. They are skinny jeans. And he swore. He's obviously very... He goes, what is this? What is this? And I said, well, I saw poor Doran Jones wearing them. A really nice jean pump combo. Mm. And I texted him and said, what jeans you got, fella? And what trainers you got? And he said this and this, and I said, "Cool, I love why, those." Why do you just show Dino like the label Wrangler Bootcut? <laughs> I'll just shut him up. 
He had some baggy old things on mind. Yeah. Mind you, he was doing t- seven and a half hours back on the bus, didn't he? <laughs> when you're taking fashion tips off Dean Richards and you're yeah. buying your shoes because Nick Mullins has bought them, then... Paul Doran Jones. Paul Doran Jones. Nah, you, told, um, you told me you had a pair of shoes that Nick Mullins wore. Oh, I have. Yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah, Colin, what are they called? I've forgotten. No, you've got those. You know I'm like, mate. I don't forget anything like that. Mate, no joke. Because I'm, I'm obviously, I'm still 100, I was 123 kilos I got weighed on um, last Thursday. One, two, um, three. Well done. Same I, was down at, I was down at Sandy Park and there's some scales there. I thought, I don't have any scales. I'll get on there. 123, I'm all right with that. That's, that's, the bit's come off. Mm. But I was late 130s last Christmas. Mm. And it, what that means is it's a lot heavier. My feet are about half a size smaller since I lost 15 kilos. Length no joke. girth? Sorry? Length or girth? I don't know, um, but they are smaller. Then I've got like I, I've got a pair of size eleven shoes that were getting a bit tight, and now these size elevens are absolutely lovely. They're perfect. For some I'll reason, be- I've got this image of these really fat, swollen feet getting put into a pair <laughs> of like sandals with heels. Weirdly, my feet have never been fat. I've got I've got very lean feet, but they do my Varying size elevens. My but I've got size elevens that are now lovely and ruined that were too tight and I've got shoes now that I've got a few pairs of shoes upstairs that are too big that I got last year oh, you're, like, you're going to be one of these guys that, oh god all my weights all my weight goes to my toes and ankles <laughs> <laughs> no. where'd you hold your weight yeah, still my cankles got a inch waist fella my, my waist is still seven inches bigger than my inside leg so don't worry about it yeah best ever Darren Garforth getting, me- getting measured for um, I mean he, he was not a fat guy he was Rock, he was like a bit of rock, Darren mm. Garforth, but he was he must have weighed 18, 19 stone and he's not tall and um, or more than that. And his in his measurements for his chinos were 40 29. Wow, but rock hard, like not that sounds like he's a fat old, yeah, greasy spoon manager. He's not, he was like he was like fit as a flea. I've got a mate like that. Um, you know, I Perhaps. talked about no, yeah, <laughs> him, <laughs> Defo, and uh, Pro V Nun, Rainbird. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like real long body and like just tiny little legs on the bottom of it. Yeah, it's really strange. Like it should be like a torso that would fit on. I don't know, uh, JP Dupria. Yeah, someone like that. But yeah, it's not. He's, but it's not. Yeah, he's got the legs of Willow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually. He actually wasted on some people that will. He's a man about town. He's a man about Panath and like. He's involved with the Conservative Club, and he invited us for a lunch on Friday. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's one of these guys that, if there's any parade going around Panath, he'd be leading it, whether it's Remembrance Sunday, Easter, Christmas. And he's like, you know, like NFL, when there's a band, there's a big brass band, and, they, and they've got like sort of gymnastics behind it. He's the guy at the front, throwing the cane up in the air, twisting it, catching it. <laughs> Don't rain bird on my parade. He he had this blue blazer on, this blue velvet blazer on for this um, cons club lunch in Bath on Friday. And he said, "Smart casual." So I've gone there like with a with a shirt, pair of jeans, nice pair of shoes. Lovely. Bubs turned up in his standard attire. And he, he, Bubs will just wear something to the death, like just one sort of combo to the death. It used to be uh, a white t shirt, a shirt, sort of undone shirt, jeans. And shoes. Now he's got this turd colour shirt. Yep. Um, which looked like the soup, which was curried past him, I think. Thumb soup mm. it was as well, because the boy the young boys come out serving it and their thumb was <laughs> off in the soup. <laughs> um and a black jumper and um and some black pimpsels like you'd get in school back in the eighties. Um but yeah, but and Rainbow he had this blue blazer on and which is a hammer in him. Willy Wonka. <laughs> <You've> just <laughs> Uh, it's like when Rocky Balboa has got a restaurant in the last Rocky movie and he every night he puts on his burgundy velvet blazer goes out and just holds court yeah hey rock yeah hey rock it's like I used to think I because Matt Stevens the old prop you know the old bath prop I used to watch that movie and I think we call him sauce we call Matt Stevens sauce like that is sauce mm. that is sauce in late life he is an entertainer yeah he is born to host people and talk about the old days and make people laugh in a massive triple XL die young sized velvet jacket. Yeah, yeah. He looked he looked like sort of poor man's Bobby Davro. <laughs> <laughs> we were hammering he's, all day. 
What's this, mate? Poor man's Bobby Dabro. I don't know. <laughs> have you seen? Oh, oh, God, rich, have you ever seen the old Bobby clip? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Have you ever seen the old clip of Bobby Davro in the stocks on that comedy show when he's in, got his head and hands in the stocks and they're pelting him either with water balloons or whatever and it's a big joke and the stock and the stocks tip forward? Nope. Oh, if I think I have. Like, I think it's really oh, dangerous, isn't like, it? Bobby! Yeah. It's horrendous, right? Mm. Um, Baz with two Zs from WRU. Well, he works Six Nations now. They He sent me that. Bobby! And every now and again, I see it again. If anyone's on Twitter or Instagram and you can send it to one of us, that'd be Great. I mean, it's, it's, he survives it, so we're all right. But I've stumbled across, uh, first off, like on social media, I think it's Instagram maybe. I still love watching uh, 8 out of 10 cats and Sean Locke clips are still coming up. And Isn't he brilliant? Wasn't he brilliant? Sorry. <sighs> is there anyone better at that format? I don't mm. think there is. As no. a panel on a, on a guest, on a comedy show. or a... Always thought I'd love him on one side and Paul Merton on the other side. <laughs> Yeah, James Acast is brilliant as well. Mark. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, um, but James Acaster is your sprinkling of magic. Mm. Sean Locke is your staple, literally eight to nine out of 10 every week. Mm. And they're, I think Channel 4 pump them out and they're brilliant to watch and you get one after the other. But someone, I think it was on Facebook, might have retweeted Eastbound and Down with Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah. It. So. Um, Kenny Powers, I can't remember the guy's name. He's a he's a failed Kenny baseball player. Kenny Powers, yeah. But I'm going to send you the link and just have a look at it. And okay. Will Fell has him in stitches, mate. They're, yeah, they're the funniest that. bits. It can't. Is they, it as they funny? Can't as, stop laughing. Is it as funny as Paul Kane in Afterlife mm. doing that? Someone text me his name, Paul Kane. Yeah. It, the nicknames in the bar. I mean, that's. We've done this, but Dennis Penis, I'll always know him as Dennis Penis. I'll always call him. He was he also in Game of Thrones, once, which I won't forgive him for. Sorry, he was also in Game of Thrones. Pretty sure he was. Was he? Yeah, yeah. You know the 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 cartel or the posse. I don't know why I said cartel. I'm watching Narcos Mexico. It is yeah, great, isn't it? Ugh, babs. Yeah. Mm. I got a problem though. I can't. I cannot get through half an episode at the moment. I'm by the time. Um, my fiance goes to bed. Mm. She goes to bed early because at Bearby, mm. a bit early. My sit up and I'm like right, I'm a bit of narco's Mexican. I'm like gone, mm. gone. I can't hack it. When you say gone, do you just fall asleep in your seat? I'm start. I start drifting off. Then I'm like right, I've got to do. I hope you put your cigarette out first. I've got to hang, hang. I've got to hang the laundry out. I've got to take the dog out. Mm. And it's this thing, right? Because you've been to my house. Because I live in a townhouse. Mm. I have to go downstairs two floors to do the laundry before I go to bed, hang that up because you haven't got a tumble dryer yet because you need planning permission to get scaffolding mm. to plumb in a tumble dryer on the second. Anyway, long story. But I have to hang it out and then I have to take the dog out. So I have to go downstairs two floors, up another floor, take the dog out and then back up two floors to bed. I'd love to have that problem of having a four floor house. Well, no, that's... No. That's, that says to me... All right, moving to a lighthouse then. Cha-ching. Chitching. Moving to a lighthouse. Four sets of stairs. I've got five floors. And it's not and it's not cha-ching. It's just a tall house. So you, you take some a normal person's ground floor, a first floor, and the rooms, there are more rooms on it than there are in this house. So it's vertical living. So it's not everyone's cup of tea. But it's good for my steps. And, and it's not cha-ching. This house is on the market for ages. Nobody would buy it. Now I've moved in. I know why. <laughs> Too expensive. No, right. I meant to have a bloody um, patio lay today. Oh, Marius yeah. with a Z. I saw a picture. Over. I saw a picture on, um, I think it might have been Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, wow, what a difference. I know, but we it can't lay it now because it's raining. It's raining all week. So it's mm. like, right, my outdoor kitchen from a, got a company called Grand Escapes, bloke called Harry doing it. Really cool. Got the designs, ordered the roofing in and everything. It's going to be good. Got fridges and stuff. It's going to be great. And... You know, Concrete Carrot on um, Concrete Carrot is an account on Instagram. Welsh fella, actually, Toby, unfortunately, is Welsh, but they're going to do concrete worktops. Can be really cool, but we can't do anything until the patio's down. So it's all meant to kick off next Monday, mm. but it's not going to kick off next Monday. And I just wonder if we're going to get it in this side of Christmas, boy. I don't know. Mm. But it's all mm. sitting out there, you see. Yep, yep. Getting but don't, don't do your garden in the winter. That's the, that's the message. It's probably cheaper, though, isn't it? Probably is i mean hopefully mm. it is looking for work i need my garden done i need some i want some artificial grass down i know it's not great for bugs and 
insects, but it just means you can play out there all year round. I've got young family. Yeah. Yep. So I think it's a great idea. The first person I ever saw have it was. Um, T- tell me, mate, how'd you get it? How'd you get it done for free? Because I, I quite like to get it done. for I free. I wouldn't have a clue. I was going to ask you something on air. I right. uh, wouldn't have a clue. Um, okay. I thought I'm you thinking because I do so much like instagrammy type stuff with mm. like barbecues and whatever mm. surely i can pay for bits of outdoor kitchen stuff on like business account commercial account surely yeah probably do you reckon i could i don't want yeah. to be an mp and blag it i'm not your ifa or your accountant well, you've said but, it now yeah, but you're really um, organized yeah you probably could because of you could claim it as well i mean i claimed a kitchen once so it's fine did you no joking uh that would be useful yeah, yeah, I reckon so. I reckon go for it. Yeah, no one will say anything, will they? No. Also, while we're on while we're on air, there is one guy I've forgotten his name now who asks every week for an update of my um, V5C form, the DVLA. I'm having absolute murders trying to get through to anyone. I just every time on the M4, I hit DVLA and I sit back in my seat in my car and I smile to myself and think, I wonder if today's the day, and it is never the day when I can speak to somebody. I need to speak to somebody because I think I've stopped existing or something or I'm operating off the grid, off grid without realising it in DVLA terms. But okay. If someone give me a number where I could speak to a human being or if anyone out there works, I was going to go on Twitter and say, hello, does any, do any one of you work for the DVLA? Can I have your mobile number, please? I'll send you, um, I'll send you a bottle of orange cordial if you help me. But I didn't. Double strength. Silly. It felt silly. Um, boy, I've got something to run by you. Quickly, though, I've got, I've got to get these a um, little bit of admin in. Um, leave us a review, please, uh, on iTunes. Yes. We need them. We need them to, to climb up those charts. Do we? To climb up those virtual charts. No, but sometimes it's nice to read good things about yourself. Okay. Um, and also, we've had a couple of cameo requests recently. We, we had one oh, yeah. a couple of days ago from... A guy called George Cox, and it was for his dad, Ian, Ian Cox, and Cox. He just wanted us to wish him Merry Christmas. So, Merry Christmas, Ian. We've also done you a cameo, but that's the way we're going to go forward now, mate. We're going to do cameos for him, and we're also going to give him a mention on the pod. Oh, good. They're actually... That's what they get. The cameos are actually... I mean, as long as they stay private, um, they are actually really good fun. (laughs) They're quite good fun, though. Yeah, and we're doing so well. I think in... We're averaging about one a month at the moment. Yeah. So pretty decent. Yeah. Pretty yeah. decent. I and mean, then this one was just a a Merry Christmas one. So it's, it's quite difficult to to hammer someone that you never met with no information about it. All I know, or all we know, that he enjoys barbecuing. And um, he, just, he just wants to be wished Merry Christmas. And he's got no mates, yeah. Yeah. He's going to do yeah. his roasties. I, I would invite for Christmas at mine, but it is bloody cold in my house. You don't want to come here for Christmas. That's why you got uh, the old yellow blankets, haven't you? I got a mustard, actually. Yeah, I got a I got a call this afternoon with a bloke off Instagram. Actually, but it's not not off Instagram. But oh, here we are. I liked the post already. basically, and someone sent me a message, and it was almost like one of those automated, automatically generated ones. I think so. It could be a con job, but basically, I think he's a heating technician from Bristol, mm. and he might be a mate of Joe Joyce's, the second row. And I've also got Joyce's mate and Genji's mate fitting carpets here some carpets in the basement on Thursday which is handy mm-hmm. but like how do I make my house less cold without doing a grand a month on the heating is the question um, carpets carpets well you can see why farmhouses have big heavy curtains Matt Powell made that point to me you can see why they have big heavy curtains and everyone lives in one room but I need to get the windows restored mate that is mm. that's the thing oh yeah maybe you're on about that yeah so it's a, it's a thing. I've got something to run by you. Yeah, hit me. Shoot. Um, big Jim Hamilton. Has, Never heard um, of him. Quote, um, you know you know what Jim you know what Jim does? Jim does lots of great stuff. He also loves seeing a video on, that someone else posts a really good bit of content. He likes to copy it and paste it to his own tweet and release it himself. Plagiarism as it's, at its finest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's theft, isn't it? Mm. It's, ba- it's banter theft. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's fine. That's Jim's Speech way. Speech burglar. And, Otherwise, we might, yeah, we might not have seen it. Um, but I say all this with love and affection. Um, but he has posted a, a video of two police officers um, having a go at a bloke for not wearing a mask who says he is exempt because of his asthma. Um, uh, by the way, I got offered exemption through asthma. 
Yeah. Um, didn't bother, that's fine. Wearing a mask fine for me. My asthma's not very bad. So um, anyway, it's this weird thing where I think, the, I think the theme of the video, and it's ridiculous because the policeman who's having a go at him, his mask doesn't cover his nose. Like, it's ridiculous. Mm. However, I don't doubt that the policeman walking over not wearing his mask properly, talk, talking about arresting a guy for not wearing a mask is ridiculous, right? I don't question that. But if I'm not wearing a mask and I'm exempt from wearing a mask and two police officers or a police officer walks over to me and says, excuse me, uh, you're supposed to be wearing a mask. I say, yeah, sure. Um, I know the rules, but I am exempt uh, through asthma. Here's my proof. No worries. Um, and then what But what this guy does, he's, he films it. He says, no, you mind your business. I'm exempt because I'm asthma. You mind your business. You don't need to ask me, mate. You don't need to ask me if I'm all that. And I'm like, what do you expect if you react like that? Like, mm. just say, I'm exempt. And they're allowed to ask you. They should be wearing their mask properly. But I just, I don't know why. I watched the video and I was like, yeah, I know the police aren't being ideal here and not wearing your mask properly is embarrassing. But actually, why have you reacted like that? Why don't you react like, hello? Yeah, sure. No, I've got a little card here that says, mm. or a thing on my app says I'm exempt. There you go. There's my ID. No worries, mate. Have a good afternoon. But people don't. Why don't people do that? Probably because he's guilty. Maybe. Uh, do you know what annoys me? Like, I went to Cardiff yesterday with a family. I had a little look around the Christmas markets. What well food. Mate. Yeah, great dad and all. But um, I, uh, I w- went into a shopping centre and the amount of people without masks on is shocking. And I wear a mask because I don't want to wear a mask. You know, it's, it can be quite suffocating and it's not the nicest thing to wear. But I wear one because, one, I'm meant to and, and B, it's... I don't know whether it, you know, it helps. It must help to an extent stop the spread of... It, um, it categorically helps. It does, proven. because people aren't sneezing, um, coughing, things, things like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm just thinking, like, I've got to wear one. Why Why can't you? Why do you think that you're exempt from wearing a mask? No one wants to wear one, but we have to, and we're meant to. It just annoys me so much, because I don't want to wear one, but I do. I know yeah. it's not about conforming, or well, it sort of is in a way, but it's doing the right thing, and just it really bugs me people making up their own rules to suit them. Yeah, and I sort of think you know we will not be told I'm going to do a I'm, we will not be told how to behave. I'm going to do a hundred and twenty miles an hour through Central Bath in my car. Mm. No, it's not. These rules aren't just there to control the masses. It's like no, no. It's just it just makes it safer for people a little bit, and it's kind of like. I don't know. I I think some people just love to tell. It's like coffee, right? Mm. This article came out by the ex CEO or the CEO of Nespresso, and it said, "Well, I can't remember the numbers." It was like eighty three percent of the coffee we sell is coffee that people don't want, or sixty percent of the coffee people buy is not the coffee they like because everyone likes to say they like strong coffee when most people actually don't like strong coffee. They like weak coffee because mm. strong coffee is too strong or whatever. So it's like. I'm not. People love to say I don't have to be. I'm not being told what to do. Yeah, go on then. Do hundred through town then. Nice one, mate. Or you know, you're not allowed to jump off the top of buildings. You know, mm. you're not allowed to base jump. Yeah, I'm gonna go and do it then. I don't want to do it. I'm all right with not doing it. Um, it's a weird thing. And then you're sort of called. You could be called sheep or whatever it is. Or lem- you'd be sheep for obeying the rules. I, I find it all very strange. And then I do. It does feel odd when you get on a train and you wear a mask. And then if you get a coffee on the train, you can take your mask off. Yeah. Then you get, you get wear a mask to go on the tube. Then you get to a big party with 100 people and take your mask off. However, point being, I realise there are in there are sort of discrepancies and all that and loopholes or odd little idiosyncrasies, whatever. But for the period you are wearing it, you are putting people at less risk. Mm. That's just, so mm. why not do little bits here and there? Don't understand why you wouldn't. It's just no big deal. Amen. Brother. Amen, Sister Sledge. Wonder if Cardiff Rugby versus... It's, it's so hard to say Cardiff Rug, uh, Cardiff now. Because you used to say in the blue, so instead of just saying Cardiff, for some reason I've got to say Cardiff Rugby. Uh, yeah. I wonder if their game against Toulouse will go ahead this weekend. Yeah. What's the score? Mm, they've got to try and find a team, put a team together. Well, I'm commentating on Cardiff Quinns next week. So am I, I think. Are you? Hmm. For Channel 4 so, or not? No. Uh, unlucky, mate. 
Unlucky. I got free to wear. You haven't. Hang on, Cardiff to lose. When's that then? Oh no, a Saturday. This Saturday, and Cardiff Quinns is the following week. I think it's the eighteenth. That's the eighteenth. Are you doing BT? Are you? Yeah. Hmm. Keep the noise down, will you? Yeah, I'm looking at the blimmin Quinns against Cardiff. Yeah. Why? Well, what the hell? What? You're not commentating on that, Quinns. Yeah, I just uh, I'm commentating on Quinns Cardiff, but I think it's Channel Four. Oh, is it really? It well, it's on both yeah. channels, is it? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. We can go live and learn, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's what's the score then with that? No idea yet. I mean, the Scarlets are really struggling to put a team together, so they're asking if they can reschedule it. Um, obviously, if they can, then Cardiff can as well. Um, but... If they're not allowed, why are they struggling to put a team together? Just explain in case anyone doesn't know. Because they're in isolation in Belfast because of the Omicron uh, variant in South Africa. Omicron, is Cron. it? Cron, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that. Uh, I which I, I couldn't believe the South African derbies went ahead as well, actually, mm. uh, with crowds as well. So, but anyway, yeah. So they're, I think they're due to get out of isolation maybe this week, but then they wouldn't have run for best part of two weeks. So yep. you can't expect a team to to get the miles back in their legs in the space of three or four days. You know, no. it's, it's just not right. So no. um, they're trying to f- put a team together now. But then there's got to be some sort of health and safety uh, issue as well, you know, with putting really young, maybe academy players against, you know, quality opposition. Oh, well, they've got to learn somehow. Yeah. Huh? Stick them in. in. Mm. Whack them in, mate. Make them do 80 minutes each. Mm. So, yeah, who knows what's happening there. All I know is this weekend when I covered a game, I got a lovely Partridge quote in. You heard it. I know that. It was mm. very good. Mm. Roy Hamilton was talking about a tannoy. And I, I had to set him straight. Yeah. It, tannoy a is a brand, yeah. Yeah. You know, it really annoys I'm wait, me. I'm waiting for, on the Cardiff rugby blues thing, mm. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you to bring out another Partridge quote, which I haven't heard yet in your comms. No, I can't. They've rebadged it. They've yeah. rebadged it before. <laughs> You're never going to meet him. You're never going to meet him. You're always going on about him. You're never going to meet him. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I can't. I can't do that. Otherwise, I've just become that guy, don't I? Everyone expects it. So, Taken by surprise. Take if it happens surprise, naturally, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So. Okay, so let's let's hope it goes ahead. Let's hope. We, well, I mean, we don't know, do we? But... Um, but it's fun commentating at weekends. That's the main reason we wanted to go ahead. Um, ruggers. So, ruggers. Okay, there's there's a there's a danger. This could be a bit long, boys. We don't want it to be that long. I say this every week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Do you want to go first on 
Your bits, Leinster, looked very strong against Connaught, didn't they? Bounce back, mate. Bounce back ability because they lost against Ulster. Um, yeah. Ospreys were the same because they got hammered in Connaught week before. Um, came back and had a pretty decent win against Ulster, although they're still not playing great. They're just finding ways to win, which is which is good. Defense More important, is really good. actually. Yeah, it is. It is, massively. Um, but I covered the Dragons game. Basically, right, people, tune in to Unloaded. Uh, that's either going to be on a Tuesday or a Wednesday this week. Uh, it's myself, nice that's you with Ferris and Barkley, isn't it? Stephen Ferris, John, Bar- John Barkley is always at, at a random place. He's either playing golf and trying to palm it off his work, or yeah. he was in LA last week. Yeah, he's a joke. With his whiskey company. He's no, a joke. Yeah, yeah, he is a joke. joke. Um, always wears a shirt, jumper, and blazer. That's that's the Barkley look, the Barkley blazer. Yeah, I always think with with. With uh, John Barkley, I always think he is two, one and a half to he's thirty six to forty eight hours of beard growth um, away from looking really dishevelled. He can look bearded mm. and great and fabulous, and if he lets it go for thirty six hours too long, he looks like he's in all sorts of trouble. A man in decline. He's also not far off wearing a flat cap. You know what I mean? You know nothing what, with that's, that boy. That's, well. That's why you know why Jim wears it, don't you? Yeah, little biscuit at the top of yep. his head, little bisquee, little crepe. I don't think he's far off. Slightly yep. going bald, flat cap. Well, Look. he might get the he might get the thing done that get the transport done that everyone gets done. Except you, and we're we're the only two people in Premiership history not to have had it done now. Bloke I know, um, Barney at uh, New Broad Street Motors, Dave Allison's garage, had it done recently. Went to Turkey. I think it was like a all a deal all in. Hotel yep. flights, you go there. He reckons on the flight on the way back, it, there was forty blokes all bleeding from the head. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing, mate. That was it. That was the whole flight. It was just forty blokes from tu- from Turkey to, I assume, Bristol. That's amazing. Bleeding scalps. Um, mm. I tell you what, um, I saw Stuart Hogg last week. Yeah, it's good. Isn't Hair, it? teeth, the lot. Mm. He's. I don't know if he's lost weight, but he looked chiselled. He looked immaculate, mate. He looked absolutely immaculate. And he was sitting next to Johnny Hill, mm. who, I mean... He's really freckly, mate. though, mate. So He like, looked like a like big Lindsay dragged Lohan. under a bush, he's like, Johnny. He's like Lindsay Lohan. He's just freckles everywhere. Just dot like to that, dot though. on him. Uh, you know, from a distance, it looks like a tan, but when you get up close, it's just pigment. But <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's get back onto the rugby. Uh, so I covered the Dragons versus Glasgow. Um, Glasgow lost last week to Benetton three penalties right at the end they were winning by two points it was a minute to go uh, so another team that had uh, another bounce back ability another team that had a reaction from the week before absolutely hammered the Dragons 90-0 half time yeah. Dragons really poor worst I've seen them I don't know where they're going to get a win from confidence mm-hmm. is down and they had a good team out as well they had Harrison Keddy he's the captain I really like him picked him out at the start as one of the players to watch, and he's yep. also against in a really competitive back row as well. Aaron Wainwright played. Will Rowland played. That. Yeah, that's what I said. It slowly. Leon yep. Brown was back on the tight head. Um, Sam Davis, Jamie Roberts, Jordan Williams, who's electric at fifteen, but he went off and broke his wrist. I hope he's going to be okay. He's going to be a massive loss for him because if there's one player that can just create something, you know, like. There's always one player in your team, isn't there? Like a Shane Williams, like a Mac Hansen from Connor, someone Nick like that. On. Yeah, players like that that you know will just one step or yeah. one chip and chase. So he's gone. Sure. Um, Jonah Holmes was playing, and they just get they get hammered. Tupelotto was really good um, for Glasgow. Um, who else was good? Rory Darge, decent player. Um, was good. Ross Thompson at ten looked good. Um, but the man of the match, and I'm, I'm just obviously you can tell I'm just filling this till I remember slash bring it up on my phone was Jack Dempsey. Yeah, Aussie number eight quality mate. So good, so good, and a wicked hairdo as well. It's like a Mohican. Yeah, it's good. It's good to know. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's that. I don't yep. think there was any other results. There's a couple of teams that couldn't play. South African derbies went ahead. Um, and Sharks look quality. Is Lucanio Am the best 13 in the world? 
Yeah. Yep. One of the best players in the world as well. Yeah. Just wanted to say Brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, he is brilliant. Um, Clever player. So, there we it's go. When, it's when intelligence, when your IQ matches, when you've got great IQ to go with great genetics, everyone's in trouble, aren't they? Yeah, he's like the Chris Finch of rugby. Yeah, got it all. IQ um, of 142. In in the in the Prem, we'll rattle through a bit. Gloucester looked really, really good. Pack looked great. Midfield of Atkinson and Chris Harris re- combined really, really well. Can I say on one Friday thing on night? that before yep. you just go? In? It's my only point I'm going to make because I didn't see too much of the Gallagher. Go but, for it, mate. Um, Mark Atkinson, so many options with him at 12. Mm-hmm. Like, really, he's turned into a really good distributor from a guy that probably had it all along, but they just used him predominantly to get gain line. When he takes it yep. to the line, really flat, keeping his hips square. Um, he's really good at it. It's proper skill. Not everyone can do it. Like I watched Tua yeah. Pilotto at the weekend. He he sort of crabs sideways when he's trying to put that ball behind 13, back to 10. Yeah. He is one of the best at it. But the option to put it on the foot through, I just think it's pure class from a quality player. I love yeah. watching him play. That was Dropping it, it onto the left there yep. was beautiful, yep. wasn't it? Yeah. Sorry, so mate. so nicely done. Um, yeah, so that, they were very impressive. And Br- Bristol, Bristol have got, I mean, <gasps> Semi Randrandra's first touch was a joke um, but amazing but they've got individuals obviously Pierre Tao as well did a couple of lovely things but really what they look like is a team that has very little attacking repeated attacking threat except for the odd individual and they look miles off at the moment their defence isn't on it their pack isn't quite there they look way better with John Arfoa back of course because mm. um, they've had tight head injury issues they look way better with him back but they're not quite on it. The attack isn't on it. Their decoys aren't holding people. It looks predictable. And mm. it was, yeah, Gloucester look miles better and Bristol look, honestly, they, I mean, because of the players they've got, they could turn it around next week and finish top of the league. But as things stand, they do not look like a top four team. They look no. like they're struggling to be a top six team. They look way off. Um, way Bath. off. Sorry? Thank God for Bath, even though there's no relegation this year. Oh, honestly, there are a couple of, you know, Worcester, or Worcester won one now, but Wasps as well have only won three games. And mm. there's a lot of these teams thinking, thank God for Bath. They're saving us because no one's really talking about them because of Bath, you know. Yep. Um, Chief Sarries was, as a lot of people described it, as one for the purest. It was not a good game to watch in terms of quality. A bit like the Lions series, though. It was really compelling, so much power, and felt like it was a proper grudge. Mm. So I really enjoyed watching it, but you sort of think back after you've watched it and you think how much real, sort of really attacking quality was there in there. There was some bits, there was some bits, but it was mainly just mega intense. Um, Luke Pierce taking a really hard line on descent, March Billy Vunapola 20 metres, or Sarri's 10, then Billy 10, then Mm. I think it might have been Vincent Cock or someone else. He did him again later on, that was interesting. Obviously they're clamping down on that, but it was big power. Um, I think... Chiefs were always going to have it all to do at scrum time, for example, because they had um, Yosefa Scott, big Kiwi at tight head, but he hasn't sorted his scrummaging out yet. He's not quite there yet. So he struggled a bit. Um, But away from that, the Chiefs pack were fantastic, Um, played really, really well. Luke Cowan-Dickey was was mega. Um, And that is a significant win for Chiefs because Saracens came, if not fully loaded, as fully loaded as Chiefs were. Um, Irish beat Newcastle. Newcastle were... Off it, London Irish were fantastic, attacked really, really well. The Paddy Jackson, Phipps, Paddy Jack, Nick Phipps, Paddy Jackson, Bernhard Jansen van Rensburg and Curtis Rona is a lovely 9, 10, 12, 13. It works really well. Mm. There's bags of power in there. There's some lovely skills in there. Um, Paddy Jackson started 32 straight games now, by the way. That's a lot, wow. isn't it? Um, so they're, 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 they're ticking along really nicely and they look like the sort of team that, Everyone says it, but could genuinely beat anybody. They could genuinely beat anybody. They look really good. Um, Worcester built up a nice lead in the first half. Wasps were loose. They don't look at it defensively. Um, Worcester capitalised on that, played some lovely stuff. Duhan van der Merwe found himself in space a couple of times and caused damage, holding the ball like a cricket ball. Wasps, amazing fight back. Jimmy Gopeth had a conversion to potentially win it from the touchline, but didn't get it. You can forgive him that. It was a tough kick. Um, so Worcester Warriors beat Wasps uh, Wasps have now I think it's five on the bounce Wasps have lost now I think I'm Ooh. right um, so they're in a bit of trouble but they're not a million miles off Lawrence said that yesterday and I'd agree with that they'll they'll click um, 
But Northampton Saints against Bath, here's an interesting one. So, you know, Twitter is what it is, right? And I get peppered a little bit because I played for Bath and whatever. And Bias. what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And it's like, look, in the end, I did a tweet and I said, I'll say what I think on the podcast. I don't need to put it on here because you just get people flying into you. Yeah. Then you get people flying into you for not saying it on Twitter. It's mad. <laughs> it's Stop like, sitting on the fence, flat man. Yeah, it's like you won't. You one guy replied, and I had replied to him. I said, honestly, mate, I do not understand what your tweet means. I've read it. I literally can't understand what you're talking about. It was bizarre. Um, and he says, yeah, well, if you if you basically basically to paraphrase, if you're going to hammer players on here, then you got to hammer staff, or you're not neutral. It's like, I don't hammer players on here. I criticise on TV, columns, podcasts. I don't really do it because there's no nuance here. There's no context. So I, I leave that stuff. Mm. Yeah, well, you're not neutral then. What? I've just, yeah, you won't give your opinion. I've just literally said in my tweet you replied to where I'm, where I'm going to give my opinion. Yeah. Where I, yeah. Somewhere, somewhere where end, I like, get paid. Like, mate, you're talking gibberish. Yeah, you're talking gibberish, chief. Um, so block, see you later. Um, but even then you've got, you know, I've got people I know kind of, Loosely, you'd call mates, you know, Sorry. saying it's because like, what I said was I, I don't understand the substitution policies at Bath. Um, and they could all, this is the point, you know, they played Bristol in the early season. Sam Underhill, again, they should have won. Sam Underhill was just unbelievably good, subbed him off on 50, 55 minutes, didn't get it. Um, last week against Chiefs, you had um, Ben Spencer and Orlando Bailey at 9 and 10, subbed them off with what, 15 minutes to go. Don't know why he did that. But then someone said, look, I was there. Ben Spencer was absolutely wrecked. He was finished. And Orlando Bailey had injured his shoulder, which explains it. Fine. No problem. Will Stewart was out, out playing brilliantly against Northampton Saints, causing them problems, scored a try, got subbed off. He looked like he was pretty disappointed to be subbed off. And I just said, I just, they could be explained. I just don't understand them. Um, but you do have people piling in saying, Crap management. It's clear for all to see, and this is this is how it is. It's bad management. And I said to one, replied to one mate that I know, and said, "Look, what you're doing is presenting opinions as fact, and you've got to be careful when you do that because they're not fact." And he said, basically, the reply was, "So no one else is allowed an opinion unless they get paid for it." No, that is literally not what I said. You know, you are presenting your opinion as fact, which makes you into part of a mob. It's not fact. It's just what you think. We're not there. We don't know what's going on. So for me, if I'd gone on and said, bar substitutions are shit and they're the, re- they're the reason they've lost these games, why would I say that without knowing more, without knowing why they made those substitutions? It could have been that of the four subs I'm talking about, three or four of those players were injured, in which case it's completely legitimate. But we don't know. What I'm saying is, if they weren't injured, I don't understand why they were taken off. Yeah. Um, big difference. So... They also, you know, Bath Bath had Spencer back last week and he was fantastic against Chiefs, made such a difference. He's injured again, poor bloke, poor club. Orlando Bailey, really good, finding his feet at 10, injured. So they start with Ollie Fox and, or was it Joe Simpson? Hang on. They start with Cipriani at 10 and they start with... um, Oh no, Spencer did start, didn't... Oh no, Spencer got injured, that's right. Spencer gets injured on... Um, 26 minutes. Cipriani goes off after 21 with a head knock. So you lose your first choice nine and your second choice 10, having already lost your first choice 10. So you've got no fly off. And I noticed on the bench before the game, 6-2 split. And you had a winger and a nine on the bench and that's all you've got. So then a Jomo or De Glass, someone has to step in at 10. You are knackered because they got Dan Bigger and Hutchinson and Dingwall and Freeman and Furbank. You're knackered. So there is definitely a lot wrong at Bath, definitely. But I think most teams would struggle if you lose all your halfbacks in a game like that when you're on really bad form anyway and Northampton are playing brilliant stuff. So it's not an excuse, but it makes it bloody difficult. Yeah, and also you have the ability to rub people up on social media the wrong way as well. So, like <laughs> I, knew you were I knew you were waiting. Or Kate Hopkins. No, nothing like Kate Hopkins. Um, the people I rub up the wrong way are the people who want to be extreme and I don't buy into their ex- their extreme behaviour and I'm not sufficiently extreme for them. That that's They're the people I wind up. Um, and they can do one because I don't like the way they operate. So what I would say is, do you want me to keep going? Can I keep going? Yeah, yeah it's fine. And you've got enough mates, so you don't need any mates. 
Again, I got yeah, exactly. I got you and yeah. three others. So um, the dog. I haven't seen you for a while though. So um, the 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 bath thing. I mean, we might have covered this. I don't know. I never remember really. But um, it it's very easy to say Hooper out. They've lost nine from nine. It's easy. But my my point is it's, it's when I say it's difficult. It's not that difficult. I'll just tell you. But as soon as I say I don't think Stuart Hooper should be sacked. Everybody, including a mate of mine, Paul Bond on Twitter, he said, I know this stings flat because he's a friend of yours, but he needs to go. It's like, it's got nothing to do with that. Nothing. Right, so if Bath think they've got such a special guy, why don't they give him a chance to be director of rugby with an experienced coaching team and everyone within that coaching team being in roles in which they are experienced and have experienced success? All coaches have experienced failure. That's how you learn. But well, they, you're not the only way you learn. It's a, it's a great learning tool, really, when you look back. But why not have a head coach? I know they need a new defence coach. They're going to get one. I think that's not enough, is my opinion. I think they need a proper, established head coach, like an Ali Hefer, someone like that. I know they won't get in, but I like an Ali Hefer, a proper, top-of-the-range head coach to run the team. Because Stuart Hooper, someone said he should go and get his coaching badges and then come back. No, he doesn't want to be an on-field coach. He wants to run the organisation. So he needs the coaching team beneath him and around him. That's that's what he needs. So why not give him a chance? Nick Kennedy got stuck out on his own at Irish. Horrible situation. What was he ever going to do when we look back at it? Mm. What he need, what Stuart Hooper needs is a top-of-the-range head coach. You need a scrum coach who just does scrums. You know, forwards coach who does the forwards. You need an attack coach, a defence coach. You need assistant coaches in, in all of those areas. These are, these are specialist positions. Why not fill them with specialists? It's like we all, you know, I don't know if you ever did, but, you know, I benefited from it. It's, it's not jobs for the boys, but it's that I retired from playing. There was various stuff going on with contracts and things which... I won't bore you with now, but it, it probably meant that it would have been ideal for the the club probably would have been ideal for them to give me a job at that point. I won't bore you with why. I've written a column about it ages ago, but it's boring. I ended up as communications director. Now, that's fine. We had a good time. We did some good stuff. I didn't know what I was doing, mm. but it was kind of fun and it wasn't that, you know, it kind of wasn't make or break for the club. But there is so much pressure on the playing staff, the, play, the rugby side of these organisations, that yes, you you only learn from doing jobs you haven't done before. You know, you only get experience from being given a shot. But that's what Ryan Davis, Mark Lilly, the assistant coaches, that is their spot. The young guys coming through. You need established, proper, experienced coaches to run a squad like that. And they haven't got it. And I think a new defence coach is not enough. And people say, look at that squad on paper. So I replied to one guy, nice bloke actually, and said, all right, look at the two starting teams, Northampton against Bath. At what do you honestly think the Bath team looks significantly superior? No. Rewind to last week. No. Rewind to the week before that. No. Bath have got some really good players. I honestly think people, because Bath's a big money club, I honestly think people think Bath squad is better than it is. I'm not. That sounds rude to the players. There's some wonderful players there, but this is not. Compare that squad to the Sarri squad, to the Quinn squad. I honestly don't think it's as good. So I think that's an erroneous argument. It's an old argument that people haven't let go of. There you go. Why can't police work on cases where they know the victim? (laughs) (laughs) So they get too emotionally involved. Yeah, conflict of interest. There we go. No, it's not. Do you know? It's it's Mm. um, it is to a point, mate. It is to a point. It's it's like it's naturally going to happen because. It's just the way it is. Like if, regardless whether Stuart Hooper should stay or not, um, it's hard to have um, an opinion on it with being neutral because you know him. Everyone like it'd be the same at Cardiff. You know, with certain people, if they if they're good mates of yours, it it is very difficult to be impartial. And sometimes you go the other way to not sound impartial, but it does have a little effect. I think I I I see your point, mm. um, and naturally you might say I would argue that, but I think it's the diff. The main difference here is that I know more, mm. yeah. So I know more people. I I know more about what's happening there. So yeah, I you know 
I don't dodge Bath rugby players in Bath, but I don't tend to. If I see them, I don't go out of my way to go and sit with them and be their mate because Do you start I'm not on their a bit mate. of a more of an aggressive walk, like yeah, big time, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I pretend I'm on the phone talking about uh, big share deals, Put balaclava on, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, but I don't, I don't go out of my way to go and sit with them in coffee shops. I don't meet up with anybody. They're not my mates, yeah. right? And there are some lovely blokes there. And I saw Tom Dunn recently in a coffee shop, and he's great. We had a two minute chat. He's a really, he's really good fun. And then he said, I heard you slag me off on the TV. And I said, well, don't be shit then. And <laughs> took my coffee off to my car, you know? So I, I'm okay. I'm okay with all that. Um, but however, it's, it's because I know more and I do have conversations with people. I do see people. I won't, you know, I see the odd physio in town. I see the odd player. I see the odd here and that, which because I live here and, if I had picked up, I talked to people on sidelines in coffee shops here or there, and you pick things up. Mm. If I had picked up that they're basically the people at Bath wanted hoops out and they thought he wasn't up to it, mm. then I would feel a conflict. I would think, shit, I know the way this is going. And I know how people feel inside the club. And if I don't say so, I'm being that guy who's, you know, but actually... I can tell you now, hand on my overworked heart, I haven't heard that. So what I think is that you you look at Nick Kennedy, what happened to him when he got made boss at London Irish, Mm. look what was around him and beneath him. You have got a director of rugby who's never done it before. You've got a head coach who's never done it before. You've got an attack coach who apparently, David Williams, who apparently is a brilliant coach, but he's only just got there. Mm. You've got no dedicated defence coach. You've got a ton of injuries, which loads of clubs have, by the way. A ton of injuries, which is bloody unfortunate. And I think a couple of those injuries have exposed the fact that the recruitment hasn't been, isn't good enough at the moment. Um, So I think Bath are in a tough spot, but swapping the bloke at the top and sticking a coach in, a director of rugby in, with that same coaching team wouldn't work. So if you brought Mm. a, I don't know, let's think of a DOR, like a Gatland in or somebody. Yeah. Do you think Gatlin would just arrive and would keep the head coach and no defence coach and all that? Do you think he would keep that as it is? Or would he say, this is what I want my coaching team to look like? I reckon he'd keep one or two just to have yeah, some sure, consistency he- there. But no, if, you, if you're head coach, you want to come in, especially someone like that who's been around the block, he would know who he wants, like whether he wants Rob Howley or, or someone like that, someone that he's worked with or someone yeah. that he knows is quality. So yeah, he wouldn't just come in. So um, my point is, you've got you've got Stuart Hooper there. He's not there on his own, but he is mm. completely or very inexperienced, surrounded by people or with some people around him. Holes in a coaching team where defence coach, dedicated defence coach, doesn't exist. And Bath's defence. Look at the first try, the Hutchinson break on the outside, and the Freeman break. I mean, the Hutchinson try. That is minute one or two or three, whatever it was, just getting skinned on the outside. Piece of cake. And then you had Matavesi, Sam Matavesi. The hooker breaking off the back of a mall. Will Stewart tackles him, mm. but he makes three or four metres before anyone even moves forward. The defence is miles off, miles off, no matter who's playing. And then people say they're not playing for the coach and all that. Maybe that is right. Do you know what? Maybe you are right. And if Stuart Hooper has lost the players, then they're very difficult to find your way back from there. However, I speak to a lot of people, and that's not what I get told. All I'm, you know, I won't, I can't say who I'm speaking to, but I see people, and that's not what they say. So, but if if your defence is poor, like it's, the buck still stops with the DOR, you know. It's, it's, well, it does if you haven't got a defence coach. Yeah, yeah, or whoever's doing defence, there will be someone um, designated to do defence. Like, yes, yes, you know, within that group, they're responsible for it, but it's still. You know the DOR is still responsible for the team's performance, so it's then down to the DOR to remove the I defense get, coach. I get, and I get, get that, Tommy, in. and i i don't I don't dispute that. Mm. But what if the DOR is in, mm. and the coaching team who actually runs the team, who coaches them every day, because that's not Stuart Hooper, the team that coaches the, the the coaches who coach the actual rugby team that play at the weekends. Yeah. If that coaching team is nowhere near what it needs to be to compete consistently at premiership level, do we then still sack the DOR and then replace them with another DOR who, by the way, will completely revolutionise the coaching team? Or do we give the DOR a shot at revolutionising the coaching team? Because I don't know. If, if the option is being given to Stuart Hooper, we are willing to get you a new defence coach, a new whatever coach, a new head coach, a new this. We can bring in two or three coaches, specialist coaches, kicking mm. coach, whatever, 
and he is saying, no, I don't need them, that is very different. But this has gone on for ages, given... though. It's not like it's just this season, you know. So he's, they've had time to assess the situation. They've had time yeah. to look at the coaching setup, and there's, you know, you, you can't just keep going. There has to be no, no. But who, who? No, you're, you're dead right. And the bits we don't know, the thing we, one of the things we don't know, is who is making the decision for there not to be a defence coach, for there not to be a high level, experienced head coach running that team Monday to Friday, mm. Monday to Saturday. Who is making that decision? Should be the DOR. Should be. We don't know, though. So what happens is people say, well, it's the owner. He's too involved. What I've heard on the streets is that Bruce has backed right off and said, go for it. And he's backed right off. That is what I've been told by a couple of people, that he's not meddling and interfering. He's backed right off. So then it's like, right, can we blame him? I don't know. Can we blame the CEO? Uh, Yeah. Do you know that? No. Can we blame? Maybe Hoops really wants this and he's not being allowed it. Maybe he's being offered it and doesn't want it. My point is, we don't know. So, well, we do know because he's director of rugby. So, director of rugby is is the final buck. Yeah, but you're you're not. I get that. Mm. I, I'm not. I'm not disputing that. But my point is, if you are going to bring in another DOR who is going to be given full license to assemble the coaching team he wants, start to finish, then. Great, but you have to give that option to the first guy. And if they have and he's turned it down, I'd be very surprised indeed. But what if they haven't given the option to him? Do you think Gatlin would take the job if he had to have the coaching team as is now and couldn't change it? Don't know. No way. So you have to give the option well, I don't to know, the incumbent mate. guy before I, you give it to someone I'm else. I'm not sure that's not a bad option either because it can't get much worse. So whoever comes in next, you know, it's only going to get better. Well, I think the, the not, not lowest... if they keep losing, because then you're just paying someone twice the money to lose. Um, it, it's a really interesting one, and I get I get the whole the whole conflict thing, and it is difficult. But mm. you know, behind the scenes, the truth is, I I you know I don't I don't spend any time with Stuart Hooper anymore, and haven't done for a few years. It's just the way our jobs yeah. and lives have gone. But I understand what you're saying is you don't know who's responsible for. That's the uh, thing. Yeah, but we ha- I don't know. You- it's difficult to assume, but you have to assume it, it's director of rugby because that is what comes with the yeah. title of director of rugby. Like your yeah. CEO is responsible for your business. It's not, yeah. you're not a commercial director, you know, so you are in charge of, of the team. So from what we know and from what we see as a director of rugby job description, from what we see in the Gallagher already uh, and all rugby, all professional rugby teams, the director of rugby is in charge. That is what comes with that title. So but then the director of rugby has to be in charge. Yep. And we assume he is, but we don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, but a director of rugby would, would have a, the say, the, the huge say on, on what players to bring in. You know, yeah. he, he has the final say. He has the final say on, on team selection. Yeah. So, yeah. I did, do you know, I did... Um, Who would be a D, uh, DOR, eh? Oh, God, not me, mate. Well, not, I'd rather January, be a ref. Do you know, no, years, I'd rather end ago, up like Barnsley. I don't know about a ref, mate. No. Um, you're too cool to be a ref. You've got too much chat. Um, I, a few years ago, when I was working, or a long time ago, actually now, isn't it? When I was working at Bath, mm. um, we had, uh, there was a meeting, whatever, and there was this DOR was going, or Gary Gold was going, or Mike Ford was going, whatever it was. I think it was Gary Gold going. And, and I remember saying, you, you've got, in Danny Grucott, you've got the best DOR. Yeah. You've got the DOR. If he had the coaching team beneath him, that is someone, he's the guy you want to run this club, run the organisation, because... I mean, look at any box you want ticked. Yes, he'd be learning from a standing start, but he's also run the academy for a few years. But look at what you get. And I remember mentioning it to Dan. I said, oh, I said, you know, you should you should be DOR. And he's like, not a chance. I was like, I reckon you'd get it if you went for it. No, no. Who would want that job? Yeah. Horrendous. Yeah. And it's such a good, I look at it now and think, yeah, he's got a great lifestyle. And poor Stuart Hooper's under the pump massively. And it's a bit of luck I don't know, as well, I don't know. It is a bit. It's like coaching. You know, sometimes you'll, you'll turn up at a team like, Gatlin, there was an element of luck. He's a brilliant coach, right? But there is an element of luck because he turned up in Wales in 2008 and we had a really good team. Yeah. But we just lacked a little bit of direction and he gave us that. And then he was there for, what, 12 years? And you know, yeah. he obviously brought new players in and and gave Wales an identity of how they want to play. But it is, you know, you can have great coaches that turn up to clubs and just don't perform for whatever reason. So yeah. there is an element of luck because what makes a great coach is great players as well. Yeah, and I, I think I think that's true. Um, but then I look at, I know Newcastle got 
well beaten at the weekend by Irish who are on fire. But I watched Newcastle in the early season play against Bath at the Wreck, and one of the Newcastle Falcons employees. Again, I haven't asked these people if I can mention them, but he said, he said we spend less than half what Bath spend on wages. So let's see how the game goes. You know, we spend under under four million quid. Mm. So let let's see how it goes. And Newcastle beat them and beat them well. So I think, yes, good players make coaches. I also think at the top level, coaching makes such a massive difference. It makes a massive difference. I remember having a a really good scrum at Bath for years and our scrum started to go downhill a bit. And we had Graham Roundtree in for an hour on a Monday, hour and a half on a Tuesday, whatever it was. And our scrum was literally better for the next month. And then we got him in again and it literally was better for the month after it's like it, it makes a massive difference. Coaching teams make a massive difference. And if you look at the Bath 15 against the Northampton 15 at the weekend, that is a weakened Bath 15. But compare it in sort of star-spangled terms and caps and media coverage and all that to the Newcastle Falcons team. And it's pretty similar. You might even argue that it's more star-spangled than Newcastle Falcons. Yet Newcastle get way more out of the players they've got. So coaching makes a massive difference. Mm. Um, Man management. Yeah, all of it, all that stuff. Mm. But your management is so important. And I think Bath's coaching setup just from the outside just doesn't look right. And I think if you've got, you get a great coach, a proper coaching setup in there. Like I've been coached by, I think no, I've watched Neil Hatley coach scrums and stuff. And it was like, wow, this is next level. This mm. is next level stuff. This is awesome. Coached England to a World Cup final, you know. So this is a serious operator. So you get him doing scrums. You get so, And you get a proper defence coach doing defence and all that then you give Hooper a chance. But it's how can they get that coaching team with everyone everyone in positions in which they're experienced in time to save Hooper? It doesn't look to be happening particularly quickly, does it, the old defence coach appointment? Mm. So it's difficult because most of them have got jobs at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, bloody tough. And there will probably, you're right, always be a conflict. However, Stu and I spoke a little while ago and texted actually and I, and I just said look at some point you know when I have to be honest I have to be honest and he says mate you must always be honest we will always be mates always give your honest opinion and I will and I think I look back at Nick Kennedy and think he wasn't given a proper crack at that with the support he needed in terms of coaches and all that and I think it is a shame to sack young DORs who haven't been given that and I feel like Stuart Hooper at the moment you know would do a lot better Bath would do a lot better with a a restructured coaching team. It's been given a lot longer than um, Kennedy, though. Eh? It's been given a lot longer than Kennedy, mind, in the role. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true, yeah. So, um, anyway, that was deep. It's interesting stuff, Welcome though. Welcome to Alan's deep bath. It's interesting stuff. Mm. Like, well, I yeah, it is. it is. No, it definitely is. It definitely is. Um, did you... I know we're, we're babbling on. We haven't even been an hour. All right. But um, been over Leicester hour. against Quinns yesterday was brutal. Good game, actually. Yeah, I watched a bit of it. Very competitive. Yep. Tigers were the better team, but Lewis Lewis Liner scored a brilliant try. Did yeah, you see that? Yeah, I did. Quality. Good that one, that. Brilliant kick. Wonderful kick. And he's fast as well, isn't he? Yes. He's faster than I remember his dad being. Like his dad was his dad was his dad was fast. Treacle, didn't he, Mike? Oh, was he? His, yeah, he was fast enough. He scored a I think it was against Ireland he scored a really good try. Took Ireland. Campisi over the head offload. Uh that was Tim Horan. Oh, I think. Oh, well done. Yeah, I think. But I remember him knocking Ireland out of the World Cup. He looked pretty quick then. But yeah, I mean, Lewis Lyon does look fast. And I wonder what his old man thinks of his haircut. Oh, no. It's different. Well, Michael's haircut has always looked. He's like a. I don't know what the word is for brushing a horse, but he's like a freshly brushed <laughs> show horse, isn't he? He backcombs it sometimes when he knows he's on TV. <laughs> beehive. He's got a beehive, mate. Give it a little bit of volume. Um, right, we should probably end it there, mate, because this is an hour, and we said just at the keep start, wait. we're going to. Yeah, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed your gym session. Probably done a little bit extra, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, all right, boy. Um, hey, well done, boy. Keep going. Yeah. Um, good luck this weekend with whatever game you're doing. What, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Oh, what am I doing this weekend? Exeter Montpellier. Oh, where? Uh, Sandy Park. That is a um, Sandy Park. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Good that. Yeah. Yeah. Not what are you doing? Uh, Cardiff to lose, hopefully. Cardiff to lose, yeah. Yeah. One o'clock Saturday, yeah. But is it on? Is it on? Is it on? Yeah. Good I luck know. to you. Well, it's worth 150 grand plus to the club. So hope right, it's on. Yeah. All uh, right. Anyway, boy. Nice one. Cheers, everyone. Bye bye. Ta bye.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 